NBA Draft Lottery tonight. Victor Wemanyama awaits. 19 years of age, seven foot five. His wingspan is eight feet. He does things like this. NBA scouts are in awe of him, making outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Also, Nuggets and those underdog Lakers. Let's go. Lakers Nuggets in a second. News of the day from the NBA. The Philadelphia 76ers firing Doc Rivers. This game seven loss, this second round exit, the tipping point. Frank Isola around the horn to you. How does that move strike you? And what direction can you see the Sixers going now? Yeah, not surprised at all. You know, they're not going to blame the players, just like in Milwaukee, just like in Phoenix, and certainly now not in Philadelphia. I think if you go back to that game six, I think the loser of that game, there was probably a pretty good chance, might lose his job. What was the difference? Jason Tatum seized the moment. The MVP of the league touched the ball once in the last four minutes, didn't score. Then he put up 15 points in game seven. So you want to blame Doc Rivers and recite all the numbers. First guy to lose seven series when his team is up 3-2. That's all fine. Joel Embiid didn't get past the second round before Doc Rivers. He didn't do it during Doc Rivers. Good luck now doing it without him. Maybe it'll be Mike D'Antoni, Monty Williams, J.J. Reddick's name's been out there. A whole voice, the whole thing. It's still going to come down to their best player delivering in big moments. And he okay, so you're putting this still. In game seven. I mean, Doc Rivers parting ways with the Sixers, and it's still about Joel Embiid to Frank Isola. David Dennis Jr., I'll turn to you. Yeah, well, I agree that Game 7 can't all be put on Doc Rivers' back. Joel Embiid and James Harden both disappeared. The guy is 0 for his last 11 elimination games in the second round. Like, some of these numbers about his playoff record seem made up. And the, and the way that these seasons end where things with him and the star players seem to be deteriorating at the end of these series, James Harden seemed noncommittal about uh, wanting to play with him and Ramona Shelburne saying he won't come back if Doc is there. These teams fall apart towards the end of the season. As far as the 76ers, Monty Williams is out there. Nick Nurse is out there. You have to get the right coach for this championship window. Mm. J.A. Adande. What's well, the continued devaluation of the regular season, right? Doc Rivers, Mike Budenholzer, Monty Williams. These are the three coaches with the best right. regular season records the last three years, and they're all gonzo as of today. One thing I want to say about Doc, we've all heard those numbers about elimination games, game sevens, 3-1, 3-2 leads, etc. The other part of his legacy, and that part's inescapable. The other part, let's look at what he's meant for black coaches. Really prior to him, there hadn't been a black coach win an NBA championship since 1986 until he won with the Celtics in 08, and it's led to black coaches being hired for teams that already have championship caliber talent in place. Mostly Doc Rivers in L.A. and here with the Sixers, but also Ty Lue taking over the Cavaliers and getting his Clippers job, too. So that's part of Doc Rivers' legacy as well. This Philly spot right now, though, Jay, you have a gut read on this. Are they going to go to somebody with experience or try to be somebody with a new, new face? Well, there, there's so many experienced guys out there and available that I think you have to go in that direction because the pressure, you need somebody who's at least been there before and won championships. You have guys like that who are available. Rita Kimes. You know, of the three coaches fired who have had successful regular seasons that we've been talking yeah. about, Bud, Monty Williams, and Doc Rivers, this is the one I find the least surprising. As everybody said, Doc Rivers is not entirely responsible for what happened in the playoffs this year as two stars melting down. But 
his record at this point in closeout games is undeniable, and it should matter more than his record in the regular season. Frankly, I think Sixers fans would be happy with an upgrade or with uh, if they were to move on to the other coaches I just mentioned, especially Williams. Um, they don't have a lot of levers to pull this offseason. Mm -hmm. It's going to be challenging with regards to the decisions they have to make, especially with James Harden. But this is the one they could pull, and it felt like a necessary one to turn the page on what was a disastrous post. Philly, Milwaukee, Phoenix. Rank those jobs, Frank Isola. Oh, it's, for me, Milwaukee's number one with Giannis Antetokounmpo. I would not be shocked if Doc ends up there. He's a Chicago guy, played at Marquette in Milwaukee. Doc always ends up coaching superstars. One thing about Philadelphia job, and David mentioned it with uh, James Harden, it's amazing. They're going to do everything to placate James Harden. What, they're afraid of losing he him? He may not Houston? even be back. That's right. why Mike D'Antoni that's why Mike D'Antoni is an interesting name. He had James Harden in Houston. You, uh, James Harden was MVP there. Daryl Morey connection. Adonda, you're shaking your head now. Well, just he also had Pau Gasol and, and Dwight Howard in L.A. Mike D'Antoni with teams that are oriented around mm -hmm. big men, not a good idea. If it was just Harden, yes, David not Dennis with Embiid. David give you the last word here. Yeah, I would not do the D'Antoni seven seconds or less with Joel Embiid trying to run up and down the court. They need somebody who's more catered to his skill set. But in terms of ranking those uh, those jobs, I'll, I'll agree uh, with Frank. It's got to be Milwaukee. Milwaukee one is Phoenix two or is Philly two? I guess that's the question I have. I think Phoenix is probably too. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. I mean, you can build around them, yep. especially with the trades that they have in the offseason. We move on to tonight. Lakers Nuggets game one. Has anybody looked better than Denver the first two rounds? The Lakers, nope. not just underdogs here, somehow kind of overlooked and understated. David Dennis Jr., I'll remind you, you had Golden State rolling them in the last series. You're not going to get the Pablo Torre treatment here, but you're getting some mutes. Frank Isola, you had the Lakers. Here's some points. I'm looking for most important player, X-Factors, and keys to victory and keys to your heart, J.A. Donne. Go ahead. <laughs> One thing that's interesting, Jokic said, you know, you have to throw out the regular season because the Lakers are a totally different team with the way they remade themselves at the trade deadline. I'd argue that the Nuggets are a different team, too, not because of personnel changes. They're playing differently. They had the biggest boost of any team in point differential in the playoffs so far. They All the way up to plus nine, point differential per game. And that's the only stat that really matters in this case. I think the way this series plays out, Jokic and uh, Anthony Davis pretty much even each other out. Thus, Jamal Murray becomes the key. He's averaging more points in these playoffs than LeBron James. He's really the, the difference, what we haven't seen since the last time these two teams met in the, in the conference finals. Uh, he was there in the bubble, missed most of the next two years with injuries. Now he's back to playing the way he was capable of. They're going to need that version of Jamal Murray to get past the on the chart today, though, questionable to play because of an illness, which has been affecting him for, for a couple days now. Mina Kimes, to you, X Factor, key to your heart, please. I mean, yeah, Jokic and Davis might even each other out, but let's take a moment to acknowledge how incredible this matchup is. Like, this is one of the most tantalizing one on one superstar cards we've seen in a while. And given how these players have played in the postseason, I am personally very excited about it. And Jokic, you've got a guy who had just averaged a triple-double against a team we thought was going to be a super team, is shooting nearly 50% from three. And in Davis, you have a superstar who has been the best defensive player in the playoffs. And he's going to have to be because unlike the bubble where, you know, they put Dwight Howard on Jokic, he doesn't have 
a ton of support in defending him. To me, which one of these guys ends up being the best player in the series will probably determine which team okay. wins this. And, but as you think it's I'm kind of evenly matched. I, I'll ask you, Isola, is Jokic versus Davis an even matchup in your eyes? Well, I, I think it is. I hate agreeing with Mina, but she happens to be 100% right. I think it's okay, that close. Give her the and during the regular there. season, Davis defended Jokic for 22 minutes. Jokic was 16 to 25. What's amazing about Anthony Davis, what he's done here, LeBron in seven of the 12 playoff games has scored 23 or fewer points, and yet the Lakers are 5-2 and two in those games. So once again, it hasn't been LeBron. You have to score 35, 45 for us to win. It's been the rest of the team. It's been Anthony Davis. Think about this, Tony. If you go back to January 9th, the last time they played, the starters for the Lakers were Juan Toscano-Anderson, yeah. Thomas Bryant, Dennis Schroeder, right. Patrick Beverly, team. Max Christie. I mean, it's uh, same with the bubble exactly. talk, right? This is a rematch of the bubble. I mean, the only two Lakers for the bubble team are, are LeBron and Davis and David Dennis Jr. X factors both tonight and in this series. Well, we're going to stick with the big man thing. This, this series is going to be one in the paint. The Nuggets have scored the most paint points in the playoffs, and the Lakers, since the trade deadline, had allowed the seventh most paint points. That number has gone down significantly, but a lot of that's because they played a Golden State team that was shooting a lot of threes. But in terms of personnel uh, X-Factors, you got to go with Aaron Gordon, who is sneakily putting together a masterpiece defensive playoff. He shut down Cat, and he held Kevin Durant to 38% mm. uh, from the field, 11 turnovers with his 11 assists. If he can match up with LeBron and cause him troubles like Wiggins did, that that can alleviate some of that pressure that they need defensively. And most importantly, if he can get some minutes defending Anthony Davis, that can spell Jokic a little bit so he won't have to do so much on both sides of the court. Ooh, that horn came in quick. Now I need a pick for the series. Jay Adande. Nuggets. Jokic won't allow Davis to roam defensively the way he did against the Warriors. I've got Denver in part because this isn't in the bubble. Playing in Denver is going to be tiring for the Lakers. Frank Isola. Barring an Anthony Davis injury, I'm not betting against LeBron James. David Dennis Jr. As, as you said, I picked against the Lakers all playoffs. I'm going to do it again. I'm going with Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, NBA draft lottery. Here are the odds again. Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio, the best. All even at the best. Hornets just a smidge behind them. Victor Wemanyama awaits. You people are reckless with the term franchise player, generational talent. But David, how sure are you Wemanyama is a league-changing player? And what would be the best landing spot? A league-changing player? I'm, so, I'm sorry. I don't know if anybody else saw the time he shot a three-point shot, morphed into the <laughs> ground, and jumped out like Raiden from Mortal Kombat and put it back and dunked yeah. it. Like, we've never seen that before. If he does that once, he's worth the first-round pick. In terms of who, what team I would like to see him with, I would actually like to see him with Portland. They got the fifth best odds. Dame Lillard deserves to have a star next to him for sticking with that squad. And karmically, the city of Portland needs a number one pick big man who can stay healthy and be the generational player that he should Karmically, be. yeah. Or they might be they might be paranoid about that. J.A. Adande. Exactly, David. I would love to see him go and help Damon Lillard win the championship in Portland, too. But the angst, the worrying, the stress the fan base would go through, wondering if he's going to turn out like Bill Walton or Greg Oden or Sam Bowie and have an injury that derails his career. I don't want to put that fan base through it again. I'm, I'm sorry. I'd like to see him go to, how about Detroit, which hasn't won a playoff series since 2008. It'd be nice to see the Pistons become relevant again. 2008, also the last time a number one overall pick wound up winning an MVP. That was Derrick Rose. We're due for another franchise-altering generation. And you believe Wemayama is I that player? I think he is that. Mm -hmm. I've seen enough. 
I'm convinced. Nina Kimes. Yeah, as far as how good he is, I know the French League's not the NBA, but at the age of 18, he led the league in points, rebounds, and assists. He appears to be, like, designed in a lab to play basketball. Um, as much as I would like him to go to Portland just so we don't have to pretend Dame's going to leave again, I'm with Jay. I really like Detroit and how he fits with that young core, Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham. That would be a fun team for a long time. And Frank Isola. He's made for this to the point where he thought he'd be playing in the NBA at a young age, so he spent that much time learning English, and he speaks perfect English, barely with a French accent. I think he's going to end up with one of the Texas teams, Houston, San Antonio, always get a big man. I'd like it to be Charlotte. It's actually closer to Paris than maybe Texas is. And here's one other thing. Many moons uh, ago, yeah, sure. Michael Jordan gave Frenchman Nicholas Batoon $100 million. You want to talk about karma, David? How about now getting Victor Wendt? Tomb Raider. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't thought about him other than that. Um, you believe he's that generational talent. Okay. Time to the Donde in the lead with Barring 20 interest. coming up. Aaron Judge. And the eyes have it. Adonde. Dennis, are you looking off camera here? Are you getting notes from off camera? Buy yourself next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. Vegas, Dallas, Carolina, Florida. First NHL conference finals ever with four teams south of Philly. Dallas's Game 7 win last night, smoldering and then raucous youth movement. Jake Ottinger uh, shutting it down in net. And Wyatt Johnson went on to be the game decider. The spicy run for the Seattle Kraken in their second season. But they go into the pot. What do you buy? What do you sell, Mina Kimes? I'll metaphorically pour one out for the Kraken because I'm buying that this season was a huge success for them. Despite improving the scoring by 40 points in the regular season, I don't think anyone expected them to beat Colorado, take Dallas to seven, and now going to next year feels like the future is bright. They have 10 draft picks in the upcoming draft. Mm. They've got cap space, and they've got a young star in Maddie Beneers. So it was a, definitely a good season. Yeah, Donde. Great point, Mina. And they'll benefit from this, and I think – the, the team will benefit. The fans will benefit, too, right, from having this experience. They're going to be so much more invested. You can believe in this team because they're delivering, they're rewarding all that excitement. Look like a great environment. 
Speaking of great environments, Vegas is a good one too. Don't sleep on the Golden Knights experience. One of the best in-game experiences. Okay, can we maybe also talk about the team that won game seven, the Dallas Stars? David Dennis Jr. <laughs> I'm behind the stars here. I mean, I know we look down on NBA NHL comparisons, but the stars are like the anti-Sixers because Odin, they had Odinger had a terrible game six, and yeah, it's possible to come back and have a good game seven Odinger, after yeah. that with 20, mm -hmm. 21 save. And then DeBoer, the coach here, is the closer. 7-0 and oh in game seven. This is the fourth team mm. he's won game sevens with. Four, you know, as, as a coach, is the fourth time he's been uh, first year as a coach and taking them this far in the playoffs. It's about him and what he's been able to do with this team and how far they and can Frank go. Isola. I love low scoring game sevens, just like in baseball and hockey. You know, the 49 under. goals have been scored in total the first six games. Game seven is 2-1, but the Seattle Kraken, that's an amazing season, a 40-point improvement. The future looks bright. The only thing that we missed out on was Mina dropping the ceremonial puck at one of their Stanley Cup games. Oh, wow. Next that's year. coming. It's Next coming. Year. All Southern Frozen Four. Southern Knights. Is that good for the league, Frank Isola? You know what? Would you? Would I rather see Boston in there after the year they had? Maybe, but guess what? These four teams deserved it. There are great players on both teams. I think right now, Carolina is the favorite in the Adonde. It's helping them gain traction in new markets, true. But can we get a Canadian team back? It's been 30 years now since Canadian team won. Not those markets. That's got to be four of the fastest growing markets in this country, right? Vegas and Dallas yeah. and and Carolina and, and and Florida. We'll move on. Buy or sell two. This nuke from Aaron Judge. Check this out. Oof. But before it, he's looking at something, and then the next move is that powerful swing and a blast one to center field. That's Buck Martinez and Dan Shulman as well on the Sportsnet broadcast. Amazing they saw it. After the game, Judge was asked. I was kind of trying to see who was, who was chirping in the dugout, so it's 6-0. Like, let's, when he got tossed, let's, let's go to work now. Check out this camera work once more. The Sportsnet broadcast, A-plus job. Frank, what do we have here? Do you buy Shulman and Martinez's questioning Judge's eyes? Do you buy Judge's explanation? Aaron Judge is a classy player, a classy guy, but his side eye, I got to give him the side eye on that one. I am not buying, not buying that it. explanation. He talked about he talked about chirping. They were tipping pitches. It's happened forever in baseball. Clearly, they caught something in the dugout. They're chirping all the time. Fans are chirping. He's only doing it now, and he happens to hit a home run. We'll see tonight if he gets hit on the rump at the first pitch he faces. David Dennis Jr. I'm buying Aaron Judge as somebody who has faced unfounded accusations of using his eyes to look off camera to get an advantage on this show. <laughs> I feel him and his explanation. On top of that, that was the sixth straight slider at the bottom of the, uh, you know, that, that he faced. Of course, he didn't need to look off to see what was coming next. He knew what was happening. He hit it, you know, 400 feet. 460. Jay Adande. I'm buying every aspect of that TV production. Great job by everyone to catch that and comment on it. And I'm selling Judge up to anything nefarious. I mean, the guy's coming off the best home run hitting season in AL history. I don't think well, he Well, that might make help. some people question it just for that. Game. Okay, right? He had another home run in this game. Well, he doesn't need anything from the dugout. Four I'm sorry. Last couple of games. Mina, is it all right on a broadcast to question what's going on here? And is it all right the way Judge explained yeah. it? Yeah. It's not only all right, it's appropriate. It's important context because it happened. And frankly, for you know a player who has to block out so much noise, 
to be distracted, I would think whatever was Thank said you. in the dugout would have to be so extreme that other people would have Thank noticed. Uh, there's nothing wrong with him looking. It's not breaking the rules if technology's not used. I don't buy his explanation. Right. I think everybody winds up looking pretty good at the end of it, though. For Judge to be the captain of the team, calling out his players like that, you know, that, that. Careful, throwing at him. Yeah, well, we'll see. That's Big dude. Dennis Jr., I sold it done for now. Mina Kimes, J.A. Adande, showdown in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Mina Kimes, J.A. Adande, good-looking showdown. Italian Open, fourth round, Djokovic beating Cameron Nori. But check this out. Nori's overhead slam, smacking Novak in the calf area. Djokovic didn't seem to like it, nor Nori's energy during the match. Mina, does Nori owe an apology for the overhead while your opponent's looking away? No, maybe a mild one at best. He had already started his overhand motion when Jokovic started turning. That's on him, and he was already in his feelings. He complained about Nori celebrating afterwards. This isn't a big foul. Mm. Adande? Look, this is what you do when you hit the net cord and the ball drops in for a point. Going to need something a little stronger for when you drill someone in the Achilles tendon. Yes, I know he'd been up to some antics. You know what? I like the antics. Tennis could use a little more of that, a little less of the materials, you know, that, that extra that goes along with it. But let's have some guy that riles up opponents. But, Jay, he was already in the middle of his motion and didn't even see Djokovic turn around. G Never turn your back on, a, uh, on the ball or a punch. A double point answer from Mina Kimes. Showdown two, Josh Allen and Matt Barkley were taking batting practice in Toronto yesterday. Josh Allen hit two into the second deck. And Allen also said Matt Barkley, his backup quarterback for the Bills, hit five home runs. Jay, is it possible these two gentlemen Pick the wrong sport, and would you watch an intersport home run derby? Yeah, I mean, we're watching the quarterbacks playing golf all the time. Why not watch them hit baseballs into the bleachers? But of the two, maybe Barkley should consider this. I didn't realize he was still on the NFL roster. He's better at this sport. Oh, Josh Allen, keep whoa, your day job. Whoa, and Mina. I would absolutely watch this. I think it would be hard to predict, right? Our temptation is to say, oh, the bigger, stronger guys, Josh Allen, Miles Garrett, would win. But Barkley is three inches shorter than Allen. There's a lot of guys who played baseball back in the day. This is it, baseball. This is your home run derby. Go have some other athletes in there to compete against your guys. Need a count 30 seconds. So the WNBA season kicks off on Friday. One of the biggest storylines will, of course, be the return of Phoenix Mercury star Brittany Griner, who was wrongfully imprisoned for 10 months, uh, making her WNBA return. It's going to be an emotional moment. I mentioned this to draw attention to that, but also to draw attention to the wrongful imprisonment of Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich. Join his family, friends, and colleague in hoping, praying that he can come home soon. Thank you for that meeting. Home. Bring him home. 
On a 23 and a half hour break, we'll see you tomorrow.